Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, episode 724. Today and tomorrow we're going to talk to Will about uh, building a program. It's kind of been our theme the last couple months. I hope everyone has enjoyed these. Um, I know it took me a while to build my program, um, but I think I've, I've learned some of the secret sauce. Um, you know, we won three state championships. We've been in the state final seven times. We've won our fair share of games. Let me help you through teachhoops.com become a better basketball coach. Come on over and join us. New site's awesome. I think you're going to love it. Um, it's a, we'll, we'll build a roadmap. We'll help you um, figure out what, when to turn right and when to turn left. Um, unlike some of the other places out there that are trying, but I don't think they've been through what we have been. And we've been around a long time. We're here to help you. So um, come over and check us out. Just like Dr. Dish has been around a long time, and they're here to help you. Mention Coach Unplugged, and they'll give you $350 off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I got to turn my volume up there a little bit. Um, so I had to ask Coach. It's, it's Coach Gately. See, I got it right. There he we told go. me how to. He told me if when you see it in the in the show notes, you'll see why the pronunciation is probably hard. S- super excited that you've decided to come on halfway across the. Actually, you're all the way across the country because we're in Wisconsin and you're in, you're in you're in uh, the epicenter of COVID nineteen, or at least you were in Washington State. Um, one uh, here's a good trivia question for coach unplugged listener it's one of two states i have not stepped foot in actually three i haven't been in oregon either washington state oregon and alaska are the only three states in the united states i have not stepped foot in um wow. i figure i can kick all three of them at one time maybe i'm not sure how but there you go that's, you gotta go fishing in alaska if it's one thing you oh, yeah. just do it i know that's alaska. close i was planning on going i was going to do a clinic and all this stuff and they were gonna, they were gonna let me go, and then all this kind of stuff kind of hit. So we're hoping for maybe yeah. next summer. But Alaska is great. I got to figure out how to do it so I don't have to step on a cruise ship, you know? Because some of the passages you get, some of the passages you got to somehow get to those glaciers. I'm just not sure how to do that. But so, Coach, I'm gonna have you introduce yourself, kind of tell your basketball journey, kind of why we're sitting here talking today. 
And then uh, we'll talk about building a program, which is super exciting for me to talk about. And I know it is for my listeners. One of the two biggest topics I get asked about is building a program and practice planning. So that's why we're spending the last two months kind of talking about that. So it's all yours. Absolutely. So a lot of people call me Coach Will. I, uh, I live right in the heart of Washington State in the Yakima Valley. Uh, many people associate us with rain. We actually have, because because of Seattle, right. we actually have 352 days of sunshine a year. Yeah, we're like in the desert. We average like March, we're at 80 degrees. We between 80 and 100. I mean, we drop down into the 70s a little bit, but yeah, I've been riding my motorcycle since February. It's, okay, it's so that's why. So like everyone thinks someone who lives in Wisconsin lives in a farm too. So it's the stereotypical yeah. stuff. It's like, shoot. I, mean, I can drive out to a farm if you want me to, but shoot. They're not, yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, yeah. people are like, what? You have sunshine? Right. Yeah, we actually have sagebrush too because it's so hot. Over. But uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's, uh, it gets up to about 180. What's the closest, uh, the big, what's the closest big town? Uh, Tri Cities. So Kennewick, Pasco, Richland uh, okay. is a bigger than us, but uh, we're right between Seattle and Spokane, really. Dead center of the state. Oh, right in the middle. Right in the middle. So, they're really, they're moving our state tournaments, our regional playoffs, and all of that. They're looking at moving all of that because we switched from a 16-team format for state tournament to uh, to uh, eight-team, and we bounced around in between to a 12 and all of this. And right. Now we're back to 16 again, but they have a they have it broken up, and so the regional formats for everyone around the state will come right here to Yak. Well, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That makes sense. So, I'll tell you the travel the travel with all of the regional play can insane as you know but oh, I can so, be I'm, crazy. <laughs> so i'm i'm really that guy that uh um, started out coaching basketball because i wanted to make a difference came from a small town in northwest montana kalispell montana where I, uh, that's where i hail from and i had a coach that was extremely intense uh very hard on his players and um very passionate though i mean i, I a lot of passion but I, I really took from that everything I didn't want to do. Right. Not everything. It was a different era, though, too. Absolutely. You, know, you and I grew and, up in different era. It was, yeah. 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 For sure. And yeah. But there were some of those things that I kept with me because not that he was a bad person at all. It right. was just the norm. Yeah. And uh, he was a passionate coach. Um, uh, just I, if I was to use all of his principles today, that they wouldn't work. <laughs> so You'd be not today's world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but with that, I uh, I'd gotten away from it. I kind of uh, tried to find myself really out of high school. Struggled here and there. Ended up homeless. Um, ended up on the streets. And uh, you know, I I w I'm the I'm the guy that had the struggled home life. Not a lot of support there. Uh, my dad actually said, hey you know what, your theme song is a boy named Sue. Go listen to it, you'll understand why. And that's really how I found it out. But for me, I, I, uh, I'm, not a, I'm a survivor, I guess, and, right. I, and, I'm, and I'm a fighter. And so I went through it, and then I was sitting in the stands um, at my son's game, and uh, I looked down on the floor, and I saw the coach, the way that he was interacting with players, and it was kind of like deja vu or what I had experienced. I said, I don't necessarily like that. I think I can do better because I'm not a guy that talks a lot without action. I started going through the processes. The next week, I signed up to be an official because I felt like one of the greatest ways to be able to become a good coach was to understand the game through the official's eyes. And so I, I became an official. You might be 
It may be the first coach I've had on in, I don't know, years that have said that. But I, I agree. I, everyone, everyone should be a freshman coach and everyone should be an official at some point in their career because it teaches you I, the, teaches the perspective. Yeah. The greatest part about being an official was I learned – I got to see hundreds of different offenses, hundreds of different defenses, and thousands of different coaching styles. And so for me, it was uh, a great opportunity. So I, t- I went from – stepping onto the AAU floor and shadowing a guy my first week to the, to two weeks later, handing out massive technicals because I thought I, now I got a whistle and a shirt. And so I've got all kinds of power. I, right. I don't got any power at home, but I've right. got power on this basketball. Right. Uh, quickly learned that that's not the right way to go. And, uh, but was blessed enough to rise up to the level of, of doing some division two and some uh, NWAC uh, college basketball games as an official. At that time, I'd started, uh, I'd taken my kid out of that AAU program during this uh, stuff here, and I took the group of misfits, and I said, we're just going to learn how to play the game. Right. We're going to play it with intensity. We're going to play it with passion. You're going to know that, um, that you're loved. You're going to know that I have high expectations. You're going to understand that when you leave this floor, you're going to be better human beings probably then you're going to be basketball players, but you're going to be better human beings. So I took that and I started to mold the two together. Very blessed, had a great bunch of parents. Um, but I, uh, and as you'll see, I, I, I created a program wired not only player buy-in, but parent buy-in. And so when we brought those two together and it wasn't hard nose, like if you don't like it, you're out. I didn't have that approach. I, I said, here's the expectations and I gave them the why. Because really, I believe that if you can provide the why to the parents and to the players, you've won half the battle. Right. And yeah. so we went from there. And, um, and I, so I'm coaching AAU and I'm coaching club ball. And these kids, um, they went on a 26 consecutive league title affair uh, through the AAU program and playing up a grade. Played against their old uh, program and just destroyed them. And then we began playing up because I, I didn't want to just sit and stay calm. I wanted to challenge them. And right. so as they got together, we really had seven players on the eight sometimes when the eighth kid would show up, but um, seven players on the team that knew their role. And that was extremely important. And it, it was kind of amazing to me because all of these kids made me look like an amazing coach right. because we're going to all these tournaments and we're winning. And that started getting the attention of athletic director. Okay. And so I've never worked as a teacher uh, in a school program. Um, but I took that knowledge and then I applied for my first head coaching job or excuse me, I applied for my first middle school coaching job. Okay. And uh, some of my friends said, why did, why did you apply for middle school? You absolutely have proven you could coach at the high school level. But again, I felt like I need to come in here. I need to learn what the school system is like. I need to it's, understand. It's, for someone that's, for someone that's taught for 30 years, you know, yeah, it's a whole, it's like watching parks and rec and seeing what like a city thing i mean it's like yeah anyway don't get me started yeah, yeah. well it's completely completely different and totally different you know we went from the okay everybody put on a red wristband and you or i mean you guard the red wristband you guard the yellow wristband too so it gave me an opportunity to understand the politics of that atmosphere it gave me the opportunity to understand the players in that atmosphere because 
when you coach in the AAU system uh, or club ball system mentality, most of your players, if not all of your players, come in there with a passion to play the game. Right, and, and it's paid, and it's sometimes a little bit of pay to play. Not doesn't sound like that's in your program, but sometimes it is. Yeah, yeah well, and there yeah. is there is that. I mean, we've we've been sponsored by Adidas. And so we've had programs where they haven't had to pay anything. And then, you know, Adidas or whatever, these other programs have had cutbacks. You know, we've been right. in Under Armour, been in Nike. Right. So, I mean, all of them have, you know, now you're a part of it, now you're not. And so now you've got pay to play. Now you don't have right. pay to play. And so, but then in the school ball program, now I'm, I'm not only managing uh, basketball. I'm not teaching, only teaching fundamentals. And now I have to learn how to manage personalities. Their personalities have to begin to fit into a system that is beneficial for the entire team and is a great representative of the school. So I felt like I could start in the middle school, I could screw up in the middle school, and I could learn in the middle school. They're not watching. People aren't watching as much. The the mistake you make as a freshman basketball coach isn't the same as the one on the Friday night, you know, under the lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the perfect way to learn. Oh, absolutely. Because you know what? I did nothing that I did was going to end up on the six o'clock. That timeout that I called as my guys doing that layup isn't ending up on the six o'clock news. Where no, as you mom, know, mom and dad in the stands may be watching it, but there's not like 2,000 people evaluating every make and miss and decision you make. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And so, uh, so I, I kind of, and then I, I had the opportunity to watch the varsity coach, watch how he, he interacted with the players and and the things that he did. And then when he moved on, I applied for that position. And then, and then I, it was, I was fortunate enough to be able to, to get hired for the position. And, and uh, as I got hired for the position, uh, another guy that had been around the game for many, many years said, you have one of the most amazing athletic directors you're ever going to meet. You ever leave that, you're going to realize how important an athletic director is to you and your program. And I, you know, being new to it, I was like, it's my time to shine. I got to go. Right. And, and uh, man, I lied. It, I mean, we had some real successes. Those kids, again, here these kids are making me look like I know what I'm, I'm doing. Right. And, you know, people started saying, hey, how do, you, how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, being new to it, I was brutally honest. Uh, well, I stole this from this camp and I stole that from that right. guy. And, yeah. Coaches are great <laughs> thieves. We're great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, and that's what started into my high school career. And so that's, that's really good. What brought me to my journey to, to high school. Well, I think, I think that's a good thing, especially for the young coaches that are listening. If you find, I mean, like, you know, I was the only applicant for my job and I haven't left and I've had offers to leave, but why would I leave? It's like, I got a great administration. I got great kids. I got, you know, I got a good gig. Why would I, you know, hey everybody hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, just a couple things. First of all, big shout out to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. They allow us to do these. They, you know, um, they'll, they allow us to become me, become a better basketball coach, but allow us to keep, you know, the equipment and the editing and all the things I need to do to run three podcasts, high school hoops and teacher side gig. And this one, um, that allows me to pay the bills. So go over and check it out. And if you like this podcast, we would ask that you go over and subscribe and leave a review wherever, um, you listen. We would appreciate that. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Not everyone's like that. So it's like, I yeah. think that advice that coach was giving you or that, that person was giving you is, you know, true. If you find the support is big, college coaches yeah. get that, you know, you know, on a regular basis. And if you don't, you got some problems. 
three three years later, that athletic director left. That following season, we won regionals. We were headed to the state championships. I couldn't wait to get out of that because it was just became miserable. So at that moment, I realized how much value there was in what that man had told me three years prior. Yeah, yeah, it's so and, true. It's so true. All right, why don't you share the screen, Coach, and we can go through your – All right. I'm sure I'll have questions here. I think we'll end up Very on good. So I want to talk to people on how to build a program. And, and I believe uh, it's extremely important to build a program using culture because the most important thing that we're doing is we're developing today's athletes and we're turning them into tomorrow's business leaders. We're, and parents and citizens yes. and everything. I agree. Keys to a bulletproof culture. Now, now are you sharing your screen with me? Yeah, did I? Is, no, is you're it not, not you're not. Up? So it's okay. We, th th that's all cool. Me, so hold on. Let me, I'm going to. I'm going to start. All right, go ahead, coach. We, we get, we had some technical issues, but we, we right, yeah. we'll fix that you know, in post post production. I, I, I prefaced this whole thing with saying I'm from Kalispell, Montana. So I am a little bit, a uh, little bit untech savvy. Are you, are you a hunter? Guys. Are you a hunter? Oh yes, absolutely. What do you hunt? Uh, I love to hunt deer elk. Just started getting into, well, I've been archery. Uh, got started getting back into rifles and uh, just started duck hunting. I got oh, me a lamb. Duck hunting's awesome. So I, Is it? Oh, I love, it's like, okay, so there's different, like, so in Wisconsin, and I haven't done this in my, shoot, since my kids were born, I think. So I'm going to try to take it up again. We got a couple dogs. I love grouse hunting, which is really hard work. That's delicious. They're delicious, but they're hard because they're in, you got to go work. They're in that brush and it's hard work. So that's the yeah. first thing. Pheasant hunting's awesome. You got to have a dog because um, they'll run. And then duck hunting, the difference between a pheasant and a duck is pheasants will run and then get up. And once they get up, it's even I can hit them. The problem with <laughs> ducks is they're like air, they're like um F-14s when they're coming in. Like oh, watch, watch a duck land or take off. Yeah. It, the, the speed is unbelievable. And if you're not a good shot, it's hard. Um, <laughs> but it's so much fun. I love that. I love duck hunting. That's awesome. It, well, I'm looking forward to getting better at it. My buddy got to get up early or stay up late or, or stay to dusk. That's the best time when they come to roost. Um, there you go. What I've learned is I've been in duck blinds when I was younger, but these new duck blinds, they're like Cadillacs. Oh, yeah. They sure. got heaters. And they got, I mean, yeah, mine's gosh. like a boat with a, something pulled over us. It's like, it's like <laughs> I 50, love it. 30 degrees. Yeah, I got I know. I got to get my gun cleaned. I haven't, I don't even remember the last time I shot it. Okay. Anyway, side note. Right? And I'm, get, and I'm, right, and I'm so, a trout fisherman too. I'm guessing there's good trout fishing up in. Yeah. You know, I and I, so I spent four years in Southeast Alaska. I got family that lives in Kenai and Soldotna. My sister lives about a mile from the Kenai River. So I go up there and I go king salmon fishing and it's, you know, 50 pound king salmon on the line. Yeah. So I, I got a rough life. That's like, that's, that's God's country up there. That's yeah. God's country. Yeah. When you're ready to go see Alaska, let me know. We'll yeah. go fishing on the I know. Camp. I know. I got to get a clinic up there or something. I got to do something. There we go. All right. Go ahead, coach. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no worries. I talk fishing and all day, every day. Uh, oh no. I got, I was thinking I was wearing my Montana shirt today. Anyways, uh, how to build a, a program using culture. So we're developing today's athletes into tomorrow's business leader. One side note on that is I'm an entrepreneur. So we've got a few different businesses. And one of the things that I've learned and that I added to my application is, have you ever been an athlete? Uh, my first uh, person that filled out an application said, why is this important to you? I've been an athlete. Why is this important to you? Because I believe if you've been an athlete, you know what it's like to be in the trenches. And you know what it's like to have to build a team in the trenches. You know what it's like to win, to lose, to fail, to succeed. And through all of that, you've 
you see opportunity on the outside. Uh, just a quick side note there. That's why I believe that it's important that if you um, are an athlete, you're going to be tomorrow's business leaders. Yeah, I think so too. So uh, keys to build uh, a bulletproof culture. Culture beats talent when talent fails to buy into culture. <laughs> and I believe that that culture is going to be your definition or the, your success as, as a basketball coach and throughout life, really. And so I've created what I believe are the five C's to success. Four values, character, consistency, conviction, and charisma. I agree. I go back to that, Coach. So I agree. And I, I was just talking to a pot. Uh, I don't I think I don't even know how you go back. You don't have to go back. Um, there we go. Oh, there we go. So the hard part with some of the, the, especially for the young coaches that are applying for jobs or trying to get jobs, this is hard to show charisma, like yeah. doing Zoom. Um, yes. You know, the rest of the stuff, the core values, the character, consistency, all that stuff. And in an interview on Zoom, it's really hard to show charisma. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Kids always get my age. I'm in my mid fifties. I have the energy of like a, tw I swear to God, I'm like an energizer bunny, but yeah. it's hard to convey that in, in a, in a zoom call. It's really, it really is. Yeah. Um, one of the, uh, and from the coaching side of it, one of the biggest ways I believe to show charisma on a zoom interview is interview them. Yeah, People I agree. I used agree. to tell me you're in an interview. No, I'm not. I know what I can do. I'm interviewing them now. Yeah, and I, and I don't say that with arrogance. I say it with, I've been in great programs with great administrations. I've been in rough programs with rough administrations. I know what both of them look like. So now I know what I need for me to succeed. Right. And if I feel like I can succeed, I know I can get, the, uh, but you're right. And I think passion plays a huge part of that. Nothing will replace face-to-face. -face. No, never. never. And, and so. Uh, it's, it's, I was talking to a colleague about this too. It's like teaching. It's like the, the teaching stuff can be fine, but I can't read their faces. I like a good coach, just like a good teacher can, I can read the deer in the headlights kind of, and I, I can't read, it's hard to read it on this. It's really yeah. hard. The energy in the room is easy to be felt when you're there, when you're and present. Same in practice. It is, yeah. it is. Go ahead, coach. So, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, so our core values, what I believe, uh, is important to building a, a strong program is hard work, resiliency, uh, teamwork. We're working together. We're selfless. We're going to help others all the time. And that's on the court and that's off the court. Um, you see somebody needs their car pushed. You, you're the first one out of your car to help them uh, push their car to the side of the road or, or whatever it is. See garbage, pick it up. I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that go into that. Leadership, communication, honesty, and toughness. Those are the core values. And I believe if you're going to build a program, you've got to define what your core values are. It's important that people understand that are around you, that are on your staff, they have to buy into your core values. And so for me, not all these core values are my core values. Some of them are my staff's core values because I have to also be able to buy into to theirs. Right. It's not a dictatorship. I tell my kids all the time at home, <laughs> This it's is why you don't want coffee. It's a benevolent dictatorship is what I say, you know. Yes. yes. I, I yes. tell my kids, you don't want communism because this is what it looks like. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so these uh, core values to me are important because that this is truly what starts your program. This is the kickstart to your program. And so uh, with that comes character. What are we looking for in character? Uh, do they have the mental toughness? Are they taking plays off? We believe in no plays off. That's hard. Um, That's hard. Yeah. That is so tough. And 
uh, really teaching them. And that's where I believe feeder programs come into it and become a, become a huge part of that is understanding what they should do when they aren't the star attraction and when they don't have the ball. Are they competing in every drill? I'm not saying they have to win every drill. And that's a big misnomer, in my opinion, is competing. I want you to compete to the best of your ability. I'm not saying that you uh, win every drill, but if you compete in every drill, you're going to get better. Are they the first in and the last out? Do they celebrate others? Because that's important building an inviting mentality. Kind of like the old concept of when you're standing in a group and you're closed off, nobody else feels like they're invited into your conversation. Open up and invite others into your conversation. Celebrate others. Do they communicate at a high level? Because communication is does the right thing when nobody is watching, or so they think. A lot of times, especially in gyms anymore, we never had them when I was playing, thank God, because they'd had cameras in the gym when I was playing. And I tape, I tape my bench. I'll randomly yeah. tape my bench just to see. I just want to see how the bench is. Um, yeah. Because I'm coaching, I don't see it all. And you can, in a lot of these, I can tell, you know, the leaders are leading by example, you know, they're celebrating others, they're doing the right thing when they don't think anyone is watching them, all those things, you can tell on the bench, even if it's your starter who came out, you know, if you yeah. see their way they're interacting, it's, and the problem is sometimes they don't know they're doing it, like, yeah. you have to show them, it's like, well, this is not the right way to do this, here's what you should have done, oh, exactly. uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a great visual. It's a, it's a great tool to, yeah. And I, and I did that as well. And I believe the team, I, I showed the team, the video that was part of our video breakdown was, okay, here's, here's what we looked like in that loss the other night. And so, and do they hold their themselves and their teammates accountable? And I believe that's important because that's when you get the separation from being the cool kid to being a part of a team. What I love to get people to understand is it's okay to hold people accountable. I believe this today. My friends, I want you to hold me accountable. I don't have to like it, but I want it because that's the only way that I'm going to make a better me. Right. So I believe that that's something that's important. Next is conviction. I also consider this to be philosophy. What is our team right. philosophy? And so offensively, we are an up-tempo team. Always, the, the, always. Always we're an up-tempo team provided you've got the players that fit into that. And okay. so um, for me, it's in, it's my go-to. I love an up-tempo team. Oh, so do I. But I've had but, teams that but, I've had that we would have played you and you would have been in the 40s because I had to. Yeah. I mean, and, I had to. And we've got to understand that. Realistically, as I, I mean, as a college coach, I can recruit to this. Right. As a high school coach, I've got to change. I'm changing it every year. Right. Quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm setting up our philosophy when I know who we have as, and I, and it's it, everything I do is interactive with the team and with my staff because I believe in complete buy-in. When you have complete buy-in, when everybody is a part of the decision, that part of the decision making, then everybody buys into that. Uh, we're an attack team, not a react. I'm, I'm I'm all about. I'm coming at your front line. I'm not sitting back and waiting for you to attack me. I'm coming at you. If I lose. We're going to rush the line, but at least we'll lose rushing the line, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, an, I'm, I'm banking on 27 mistakes a game by you, and that's my personal opinion. And that's obviously statistically driven, but uh, – and, and I, I look a lot of that. Uh, whereas before, I didn't understand statistics, but I, it was amazing how much a, a part of the game they became. Okay, so I've really... been a statistics teacher for 30 years. It's, it's for, the, for the people listening, the coaches – it's collect, organize, analyze, and interpret data. There's that. There's stats. There's a lot of it going on right now. Some of it's really good. Some of it's really bad. But collect, organize, analyze, and interpret. There's yeah. so much from a basketball standpoint right now. It's 
overwhelming. So you have to yeah. pick the things that are important to you. And it sounds like coach, that's what coach was talking about, but go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's perfect. Because uh, I'm talking off of that is understanding that it, that it's an opportunity to motivate and create thinking within your team, right. not a, not an opportunity. And this is where I believe that some programs or some of the things that I've seen have created robots will run to this dot. You'll stand there. You will do this. I don't believe that that creates a, better basketball player that's just my humble opinion well and i can scout you better now yeah 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 if you're a robot it's that what what like it was 20 years ago or i might not know exactly what you're doing there's so much tape out there now i don't know exactly what you're gonna do yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah um we believe in baseline to baseline and then we're gonna get into our offense again we're gonna we're gonna push it until we run out of floor and then then we'll set up into an offense and depending on what kind of defense you're running it may be a quick hitter maybe maybe an uh, a runny offense, depending on score and depending on many different things, uh, that that may look different along the way. Defensively, we're a sideline baseline team. I'm not trying to get you to into the paint, shoot 80%. I don't have a lot of six six kids, and so right. quite often now, could that change if I was six five across the baseline? Possibly. I'd still have to really. I don't. I wouldn't buy into it right off the get go. I'll tell you that. Right. Uh, we prefer prefer an intense man to man. I'm not huge on zone. Uh, I've had teams where I've had to run zone because they weren't very good in man-to-man. Um, but if I have my preference, it's man-to-man. What did um, you do in your AAU program? Man-to-man. I man, I straight man-to-man. I, hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this. If you are, maybe go over and check out Coach Collins' other podcasts, Teacher Sidekick and High School Hoops. Um, subscribe, like, leave a five-star review. Maybe. And then uh, also you can go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. All right. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.